This is the Status No Podcast. Have you tried to keep up with the status quo and pursue Jesus wholeheartedly? We have learned that this is a huge conflict of interest. So we have decided to chase after him instead of the status quo. How can we be true disciples of Jesus and not bow to the status quo that is in direct opposition? That's the big question. Thanks for tuning in and welcome home. What up, G? Hey, babe. <laughs> How you feeling? Um, recovered. Recovered? Recovered. Well, Fully recovered? No, because I sound Mm-mm. terrible. <laughs> so I'm going to try not to have a coughing fit. Sorry, y'all. Oh, man. Yeah, Amber's been sick the last like three days. Basically like the brink of death. Like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. What you guys don't know is that I don't get sick. Like I don't get viruses. And so um, when I do. I think the correct statement would be I usually don't get because yes. you can't say you don't when you currently do. <laughs> so I guess I have a hard time admitting it. Every now and then when one gets through, it's like DEFCON 5. Yeah. That's a Star Trek thing, I think. (laughs) I don't think so. Oh. But it very well could be because I know zero about Star Trek. But I don't don't think that that, that's one of them. It's really, really intense when I'm sick. If anybody out there has not experienced a Texas storm, we've been here for 15 years. We've experienced some pretty good storms over Mm -hmm. those 15 years. But the one that we experienced yesterday slash last night that one took a toll on the outside of our house. It smashed oh, one of the windows. It it looked like someone had a massive shotgun and peppered the side of our house or the front of our house. The entire thing, like all the siding on the front of our house is going to have to get replaced. And one of our windows busted. And this is all from hail. 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 Well, wind as well. Yes, that's correct. I guess the wind would be the one. It was crazy. We've been warned about hailstorms for years and years and years and never have I seen or heard anything like it. I mean, it was so loud. Our daughter was screaming at me to be in shelter because she likes to get all excited and hyped up every time a storm comes and freak out all the rest of the family. So when she's alive, when she's on the brink of death, <laughs> pretty much. Like, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm waiting for this moment. <laughs> and so she's screaming at me to get into shelter and I can barely even hear her. The hail is so loud. When she was like five, we were in, was she five? <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. She was like four. We actually. were living in Denton in a really small house. It was a really old, small house. Yes. And down by the square in Denton and really the central of the house was the kitchen hallway. And then it was just two rooms in a living room. It was tiny. My favorite place ever. Crappy as oldest, smallest place we've ever lived. It's my favorite. Yeah. There's a tornado warning going on and the sky's like green and it's, (laughs) it's a legit storm that we're experiencing. I mean, same kind of thing. Hail just beat. I'm and I'm shocked that those windows didn't get busted out because those were old flimsy windows but I got up to make a cup of coffee and at five years old, she's freaking out that I'm not being safe. Yeah. Panicked. Oh, bless her. Yeah. Well, you know, that's type A for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know she's a little bit about that. really overbearing when we're old. <laughs> we were talking about that, how I'm the complete opposite of my oldest daughter. Yeah. How she, well, we, we were saying that 
oh, her like hunger for authority <laughs> and to be a leader. <laughs> like it's like narcissism, Terrifying. like borderline. And I'm like, I don't get that because I'm the opposite. Give me the most little amount of authority as you possibly can. And I'm good. I don't have a hunger for authority like that. Yeah. Um, and the other one was, I don't know. Uh, oh, that need to know everything. Oh yeah. The need to know everything. You know it all. Yeah. Well, no, I don't have that either. <laughs> nope. In case in point with a DEFCON 5. <laughs> What's that? No. <laughs> I think it's a Star Trek no, thing. I, I know, I'm not sure. I'm trying to avoid the Star Trek conversation because <laughs> nobody's going to be interested in that. And if you are, actually, I a lot probably of, don't want you listening to this stop podcast. Stop it. <laughs> a lot of people like Star Trek and Star Wars. We're just not um, cool enough to stay up through a whole movie. <laughs> I refuse to... We've tried to watch Star Wars so many times. Yeah, but it's not because we fall asleep because it's it's, it's stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This is worse than the croc heat. Oh, yeah. We might catch more heat from this one. Oh, That's man. okay. Heat from nerds doesn't really intimidate me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Renewing your mind. <laughs> Maybe we need that. I'm not sure. <sighs> Definitely. We might need to get you know how I you know how I know I need that? Because that's what God's been speaking to me about lately. Ooh. Usually it's pretty good sign that that's what I need to work on when he starts speaking to me about it. Oh, tell me more. Um I used to approach the renewing your mind because I think it's Romans two. No, Romans twelve two that talks about do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, but when I used to, that's really the only scripture that I knew where it talked about renewing your mind. Yeah. So I didn't really have any concept of like how to actually renew your mind. Right. Hang on. Let's let this dog out. <laughs> That wasn't a euphemism. <laughs> He's not going to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm 12. Were you, were you trying to say <laughs> letting the dog out was a, was a turd joke? <laughs> you know, no, drop, that's <laughs> dropping the kids off at the pool. Yeah, but that's not taking you the know dog how out. It is when they won't get out the car. <laughs> I want to hear all of your poop jokes, guys. Everyone message us your poop jokes, please. <laughs> and don't email me to grow up. I don't want to hear it. I'm done. You can. We might just make fun of those emails, though. <laughs> Do it. Do yeah. it. We need more content. Yeah, if you email me and tell me to grow up, chances are you're a Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> so, but I never really knew how to apply that in a practical way. So the thing that he's been showing me lately it's not me trying to renew my mind or change my mindset. Okay. And the other trap that I fell into was all my prayer life would be God, renew my mind, God, renew my heart, God, renew my mind, God. And just expecting like my thought patterns to just automatically change. Mm -hmm. Like he was going to magically just reach down and fix my brain and my heart and, Boom. My mind is renewed. You knew. I knew what? You knew. Like oh, you, you are new. Oh, like Sorry. you're new. Oh. <laughs> Listen, See, back in my high school days. Back from the brink of death. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. 
So what he's been showing me is that it's a combination of both. It takes the practical work on my end, plus getting to know him is what renews your mind. That's good. And feel free to jump in whenever. Um, But I'm learning. But that I'm trying to think of how to word this. So if it's going to be a combined effort between you and God to renew your mind, Mm -hmm. well, there's still practical things that we have to do, right? Okay. Like what? Like reading our word? Reading your Bible. Okay. Why, why is that important? I don't know. I always viewed it as, um, you know, you make deposits, like you make a bank deposit. Like that's what it is when you read scripture, you're just putting it all in. You're making these deposits until you need to withdraw later. So when you eventually your mind starts working that way, the more you put in, is that not accurate? No, I, I agree with that. Are you saying more for like spiritual warfare or when things come up, you have these? Yeah. Well, if the Holy Spirit oh, kind of maybe explain the making a deposit thing clear. Okay. So, you know, everything is about what you put in, what you consume. Um, that's what, that's what ends up filling your heart. And ultimately the way you think and what comes out of your mouth, all that comes out of the overflow of what you've been depositing. And so it's, um, yeah, see, I'm glad I asked you to explain that better. Cause that's really good. Is that I, what you I, were thinking? No, I, when you said make a deposit, the way my mind took it automatically was like, I'm banking good deeds. Oh, I was, or I'm banking good behavior. I was thinking about it as a banking terminology originally, but not necessarily like in a works mentality. It was more like, like people would use like brownie points. Oh, I mean more like like how you put money in your savings account and all the time. And then now you have something to draw on later. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like working on your vocabulary kind of, yeah, but like, in more godly terms. Now you have a larger, um, I guess I should work on my variety, <laughs> on my vocabulary. Your variety. My variety. <laughs> variety Remember y'all brink of <laughs> death. <laughs> I'm not on my call right now. <laughs> uh, they won't give me coding. So. Girl, how many times I tell you, you need, you need something. You let me know. <laughs> I still got connects to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, babe. They're cut off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, if the Holy Spirit draws to remembrance, uh, scriptures and all that, we yeah. still have to put it in. It has to be somewhere for it to be remembered. Right. Like oh, the, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, like, so yeah. that's more what I'm thinking about deposits. So we make these deposits and so the Holy Spirit can bring things up. Yeah. Um, you know, as we go about. Yeah, that, that's kind of my, that's exactly where my train of thought was on okay. reading the word was that. And you get to know God's character. Right. Absolutely. So we can't have the relationship that we're talking about with him unless we know who he is. Right. Yeah. So we can't, we have to not only just read, but then there has to be a prayer life. You have to talk to him. For sure. I have high school friends that we were great friends at one time and what happened? I moved away. We stopped talking now. I mean that. Right. You think about them fondly, but yeah, but but that's not a relationship. Right. I couldn't say that I still have a relationship with anybody from back there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same thing with God. He, he wants an actual relationship with us. Yeah. He doesn't want a, 
a master servant relationship or, you know, most religions are, you heard the, like the catchphrase, like, well, most religions are what you can do to get to God and Christianity is what God did to get to us. Mm. It's cliche because it's been said, but it, but it's so true. Yeah. Um, but most religions, you have to work and do these things just to get accepted by God or the, or their God. Mm-hmm. And it's all work-based. It has nothing to do with moral character or anything like that in some of these religions. But God wants a relationship with us so much that he sent his son to die for us. So much that he provides and protects and cares and, and is love. So... We have to get to know that person. That takes an effort on our end. And the more we pray, the more we worship, the more we spend that time, that's what, like you're saying, that's those deposits that we're making. Yeah. Uh-huh. That that time that we're putting in, hey, I want to spend time with you. Why? Because I want to know you. Why? Because I want to be like you. Why? Because you're my king. Yeah. You're my so savior. Good so good so the more you do that the more your thought life begins to change and that's where the renewing of your mind that's really what it means when it boils down to it is how to control your thought life and how to um in colossians 3 2 says set your minds on things that are above not on things that are on earth right things that are um good and lovely and pure think on these things that's another one i was gonna read yeah yeah i like how i think it's interesting the word renew your mind because it implies that we're making it new again Mm -hmm. so that our actual originally things were like great yeah like our actual the way our mind should work and it's being faulted by other things the Mm -hmm. renewing is this like us continually washing it clean is more of what it sounds like to me when I think about it because of all the influences, all the things that we take in, all the deposits we make that aren't, yeah, you know, that way. Yeah. So then we need to wash it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, look at it blood. from, from an actual, like, let's use an actual like medical picture mm-hmm. of our brain. So, our thought patterns and our behaviors and our characteristics, those quirks that are kind of just built into us, the way we respond, the way we talk, the way we think, the way we respond, all those are like little grooves in our brain. Uh-huh. And the best way I heard it described once was it's like a <laughs> ski slope that has a bunch of ski marks in it. Okay. So there's a bunch of tracks in it and that's where our thoughts go. What I was listening to was talking about psychedelics uh-huh. So like um, psilocybin mushrooms. Okay. And what they were explaining was that it's it's almost like putting, and they were talking about it using it in a, in a therapeutic sense for like PTSD patients and stuff like that. But essentially what it does is it it's almost like a fresh blanket of snow gets dropped on that hill and it, start, it can help create new paths of wow. thinking and, and ways to respond or deal with trauma or stress. So, but- if you're looking at it from from where it applies to this conversation, it's 
letting the more we read and and know about God and worship and pray and get closer to him and and take our relationship deeper with him it's like that fresh snow being dropped on that mountain and it's it's rewiring our brain to think like him to behave like him to um respond and feel what he feels for his people what can wash us white as snow boom nothing but the blood of Jesus yeah huh? yeah wow that's a really interesting thought um i think it's interesting when you were saying that it's twofold it's not just the reading of mm-hmm. the word but it's the act of participation in doing the word and spending time with god so he can direct you yeah also because it's when we walk those things out that we can create those new patterns because um you know we're we're habitual creatures mm-hmm. and we're used to doing things a certain way. Our response is always going to, it's going to continue to be the same until we learn a new response and practice it. I was in Taekwondo class today cause I'm cool. And, um, <laughs> I, that's still one of the classes I, I would just, I would love to see you teach. Um, you don't want to see it because it's hilarious. I'm a Listen, dork. It's got to be in your DNA, though. Obviously, babe. Ninja skills are in your family tree. Yeah, I know. My um, my maiden name is Bruce Lee. Um, <laughs> Amber Bruce Lee. Um, <laughs> if that was the case, I would have took your name at marriage. <laughs> Nick so and Amber Bruce Lee. Nick Bruce Lee. <laughs> that would have been a fantastic. <laughs> Nicholas Carl Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a homeschool co-op and Faith takes Taekwondo. This is her second semester. And I signed up to be a helper in it. And I'm such um such a dork, guys. It's embarrassing. Um, but anyways, today they were learning um they were learning these kicks and they're so used to turning they're so used to turning one way specifically. And then she asked them to turn the other way to do a different kind of kick. And they just can't, they just can't wrap their heads around it. You should just see them like go the wrong way 100% of the time. And the way you have to like slow them down and stop them and make them practice it in the most slowest, awkwardest way several times until they can get the flow of it. Then they can start doing it more naturally and get the flow of it. But it's not really the same. It's the same the way we act with things like we could want to respond differently. We could be told to respond differently. We're going to continue to respond that way unless we let God slow us down and walk us through and be like, Hey, 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 okay, let me, let me show you this turn in a really awkward dorky way. And you're going to be uncomfortable, but let's do this together. And he'll do that several times. He'll do it as many times as it takes. And if we'll surrender to the process, that's when the renewing of the mind takes place when we can learn to respond differently. Yeah. That's, that's good because I was going to say, you can't change the way you think to the way he thinks if you don't know him. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I forget how that tied into what you were saying. Are you laughing at me doing? Um, no, no, I'm laughing because I, I, I was trying to tie that in and I forgot how I was going to tie that in about knowing him and. Dang it. You threw me off with your back kicks. Oh, dang. 
I want you no, to- no, no. It's it was worth it. It was <laughs> I, worth it. I'm so unqualified. I'm supposed to be a helper. <laughs> <laughs> you should see it. So they were like one day the actual teacher to be out, and so me and the other helper who knows much more said, Amber, can you work with the new people over here and just watch them? They just need to practice it several times. And I just just stared at them and watched them and nodded and smiled. And, and they're like, how do we do? I'm like, it was good. Now do it better. <laughs> that was my feedback. <laughs> and Faith just dies. She loves it. It's her favorite story. I kept just saying, um, okay, a little sharper this time. Just like total vague advice the whole time. It was great. <laughs> They obviously know I'm not a ninja, but um, one day I'll be a black belt and then they'll be sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it being twofold, the practical work on our end and then pursuing daily a relationship with him. Daily. Say it again. Daily. Daily. Every dang day. Or a day, y'all. Or a day. And it- this is one thing he's showing me. So- what I would try to do when I would try to do this by myself or try to change my behaviors on my own is I would do what you're saying. Like, what were you saying just a minute ago about, about this? Um, about like when you're trying to change your behaviors right. and you're trying to, you're trying and you're trying and you're trying, but that was muscle the, memory, but that was the same, the same reason or issue with the law. Yeah. That's why we needed a savior was because nobody could live up to the standard of the law. Oh, dang. And that's why with the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we need that to renew our mind because we can't do it on our own. That's why I would continually fail because I was doing it in my own strength. I wasn't leaning on him. Yeah, we're so qualified. He, he right? want that's and that's the thing we don't understand. We look at God like he he requires this certain behavior from us, like he's holding us to this standard. But he's like, no, I abolished the standard so that you could be with me. You would never be able to be with me if it was just the law. You you couldn't do this by yourself, man. So having Holy Spirit living in us, that's what allows us to be able to renew our mind because if we didn't have that and people who don't have that you can't yeah you can't and if you're not pursuing it on a daily basis it you need that you need that relationship you need to know what you're changing your mind to to be able to change it yeah daily bread isn't just about food y'all it's not even about food right like yeah. yeah, maybe that was said in that in that context. Context, yeah. but he wasn't even talking about food. And G- when Jesus was saying, it, he was like, "Yeah, you think I'm talking about food, but <laughs> this is so much more than it's going to be." 2023 before they realize this. What I'm saying, <laughs> but I mean, because man can't live off of bread alone, but by but, every but word that, from God's mouth. But does that make yeah. sense though about the law? Yeah, and, that, and that's the whole thing. Oof. Like we we can't do it. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. And it's amazing to me that I still try, mm-hmm. I still continue to try to do it on my own. Yeah. Like I'm somehow qualified. Yeah. You know, I'm reading this book right now um, called Humility, and it's talking about how they define humility as dependent, complete dependence on God. And when we look at Jesus as the example, I'm just, it blows my mind. So when I think about Jesus now, I'm like, 
Now all they can think about is all the times that you see him in scripture going away to the father Mm -hmm. and referring to the father. And he didn't do anything without being completely dependent on the father and always needing to renew his mind and renew his spirit and going to the father all the time. And it just amazes me, even though I know that's true, how many times I try to do it on my own. Like I'm somehow more qualified than Jesus. Yeah. Like I'm somehow more qualified than (laughs) the son of God. Yeah. Um, that I would continue to, and I, and I have a proven track record that I can't do it on my own. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I keep trying. It's impressive guys. Yeah. If it's necessary for him to get away and spend that time, what on earth makes me think I don't have to do that. Yeah. That like I always have to consult. If we're talking about modeling Jesus, Mm -hmm. well, it's not just his kindness. It's not just his uh, forgiving nature or loving nature. It's what he actually did. Yeah. Like if I'm going to, if I want to, if I was a little kid and I wanted to be a Batman, I'm not just going to walk around like an arrogant millionaire or billionaire. I know you'd wear a cape, obviously. Yeah. I would dress like him. I would talk like him. You'd study his movements and yeah. yeah, Try to imitate him. And I would imitate him, but, but it would, you, you wouldn't see what was going on on the inside. You would just see the physical manifestation of it. Talk like Batman again. (laughs) Oh, I'm Batman. (laughs) I'm Batman and I'm here to beat you up, Joker man. I was thinking I could be Robin. Hey, Robin. (laughs) We're going to go beat up the Joker tonight. Or abduct small children. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) <laughs> you got rid of the van, Robin. Why'd you get rid of the van, Robin? The candy van? <laughs> oh, no, Jesus. the bat van. Oh, anyway. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, renew your minds, kids. Spend time with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that he's, I mean, it's not really another thing. It's the same thing that he's been speaking to me about um, on renewing your mind, but there's so many more benefits that we get from allowing God to uh, work in us and renew our minds. And in this process, you get other things out of it. So not only do you get like the joy of being kind to other people, your responses begin to change to different scenarios, different situations don't stress you out or make you lose it like you used to. But things like my worldviews changed, like my political views changed, my things, everything that I'm running this filter through is like, does this line up with Jesus? That's good. This thought, does this line up with Jesus? No. Okay. That thought's got to go. Because if I'm not controlling my thought life, it doesn't matter how much time I spend with God. It doesn't matter how much Bible I read or how much worship music I listen to thoughts are still going to enter my mind. It's still my job to be on defense right? and protect that to identify to control those thoughts. Because if, if I'm spending all this time, but then I just run with whatever thought comes into my head, Mm -hmm. 
well, that that's I'm going to be stuck in that that bondage, right? That thought life is a bondage. It, sure. it, it can definitely be a cage that you live in. Yeah, because it doesn't stay there in a thought. No, it turns into beliefs and behaviors, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. actions, and then yep. now it's your new way of life. Yeah, things like abortion. I was totally okay with abortion, right? Before I became like dedicated to my walk with God, before I saw it for what it actually was, I was okay with it. Right. Because I didn't mm-hmm. care about people. Well, I didn't care about people. But you were also coming up with your own opinion instead of saying, God, what do you say about yes. this? Yes. What that's do you a, say? That's a great point. Because our thoughts, my mind can be changed. Oh, yeah. yeah our minds can be changed all the time. And so if we're not going to say, God, what do you say about this? Mm-hmm then our minds will always be changed. And if you're unsure about what you believe about something, you, chances are you haven't really asked God what he thinks about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's such a good point. My level for compassion changed or my level of compassion. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been a compassionate person, always, my entire life. Definitely. Um, the further I got away from him, the more my compassion level (laughs) dropped. And especially in like the midst of like my dark, dark days, I had zero compassion. Yeah. And that day that I left the church office, I feel like I just felt what God feels. Mm -hmm. And, and he was, I feel like he was showing me what he felt for me. Mm-hmm. And that broke me, but my level of compassion has gone up. The more I, I get to know him and the more I walk with him, it's like, okay, I'm, my compassion's back. Yeah. I feel for people again. I see the brokenness in people again. I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but, the, but that, that came from putting in time and building that relationship with him and then running Every thought, and it's such a conscious thing that we have to be aware of, that we have to fight, we have to battle. Mm-hmm. But the running, using that filter, every thought that comes through your mind, does this line up with God? No, okay, got to go. Does this line up with God? Yep, good. That's a great thought. We'll run with that. It's just this filter that you you learn to to, to process everything through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's not easy by yeah. any means, but when you're doing it and you're not going to get it right every time. Absolutely not. But that's the point of walking with him though. Yeah. I love how you're calling it a filter. Let me see anything about how, you know, you're always talking about anything that's not God as a counterfeit basically. Yeah. And it just makes me think. So you're, when we're reading the word and spending time with Jesus, that we're, that we're spending time with the real thing, you know, the true thing. And so when, you know, counterfeit thoughts come our way in um, situations, mm-hmm. it's easy to call it a counterfeit. Like you were saying, like um, beliefs that don't line up or things that yeah. you run through this filter and you're like, this isn't right. And yeah. it's easy to, you know, check it um, versus when you don't have a clear understanding. If you're only going off of, this is another thing. Christians, read your dang Bibles. Open it up and read it because... <laughs> Please. I was like, First of all, and... Hang on to your thought. Yeah. This book is so much more uh, deep and interesting. And I don't know. I was going to say gangster, but that's a guy term. 
It's so much, it's so gangster, this book. But it's alive and yes. it's not. Yeah. It's, anyway, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut it you off. It is alive. But we spent so much time when we couldn't make up our minds before, but we were only going off of scriptures here and there, like just one line scriptures yeah, and things that we had heard from other places or that we knew scriptures. We'd been in church for so long, but we had no idea what the context was. We couldn't allow God to speak to us through it and renew our minds because we weren't reading it. We were cherry picking it and yeah, it's disgusting. Don't do that. That's like, that's like writing a book report, just picking random sentences from the book. That's like getting the cliff notes. Get out of here. Yeah. You didn't get the concept of the book at all. You got the cliff notes. Get out. Yeah. Um, but like the way you said that you sounded hardcore. Oh, cause my nasty voice. Yeah. Forgive all the coughing and my voice changes. Like Get out of here. Sound like a 13 year old boy in here. Always voice fluctuations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was one more point I wanted to make. Do it, babe. I'll say this though, when it comes to renewing your mind, oh man, I needed this today because this week I've spent no time at all with God and man, can I feel it? I just feel like, isn't that nuts? You just feel like dead inside. Like that truly is life. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely life. When it comes to, and I'm, the more we talk about this tonight, the more I'm realizing how much thought life really either makes or breaks this process. Yeah, it's the beginning of the, you know, the yeah, cycle. It's, yeah. Because every everything that I can look back to that that I did in the past when it came to um pornography or affairs or drugs, all that started with a thought. Mm-hmm. So if I was in this habit already, those thoughts would have been shut down, which means those actions would not have come to pass. Right. But what happened was you know, through looking at porn that put those perverted thoughts mm-hmm. in my head, those counterfeit relationships, that counterfeit romance, love, affection, whatever it is I was searching for. But if I would have shut those thoughts down, that would have shut that activity down, which would have shut the doorway to the affairs down. Yeah. So controlling our thought life at the end of the day is controlling our actions. Absolutely whether that be stopping us from doing actions or causing us to do good action. Right. It can go either way. Absolutely. To think that there's no behavior that's going to follow is. Yeah. Do you think I I really ever thought in my early days, like I was going to have affairs? Like like I always, I never thought that. Nobody thinks that. Until the day I did think that. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't shut that thought down. And then it turned into another thought. And another thought and another thought to the point where I was so comfortable with the thought of it Mm -hmm. that the actual action must not be too bad. Right. So, but that goes to any situation or any struggle that you have or any, whatever that is. Sure. It starts in the mind with a thought. Mm -hmm. That's that seed that begins to grow and then produces fruit. Right. That that, That fruit is your actions. Yeah. So now how important is it to be renewing your mind constantly? Constantly. All the time. Constantly. When I say constantly, I mean when I'm on someone's yard at work, I say, God, what do you think this is going on here? Yeah. 
not because I actually think God's going to diagnose this yard for me, but I want to be in the habit of running every question to him, no matter how small. Oh, well, I think because when it comes to the big questions, it's not even going to be a question of who I'm going to for advice. Yeah. I'm going to him. Uh huh. I need to know what he says about this before we can make this decision, Amber. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, that is renewing your mind. It's running everything through a filter of, is this God? Is this not God? That's so good. Do I, think, I know him? Do I not know him? I think that's what I have the hardest time with because my day, like things come at me so fast, you know, with like managing small children and stuff. And when I want to let God show me how to handle things in a better way or to give me um, perspective and stuff. It just is like rapid fire and being able to still, but that's like where it comes into play like that. I'm not, if I'm not making those deposits to begin with, like what is there to draw on? Yeah. Nothing. If I'm not walking in his presence, if I wasn't in his presence that morning, why would I expect to continue to have his presence throughout the day? If you have a dry well, you are going to be a thirsty person. Yo, for sure. That bucket's coming up empty. Uh Uh-huh. Or it's going to have spiders and gunk in it. That's so true. Oh, man, that's good. (laughs) Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's how we renew our mind. Pure thoughts, honorable thoughts, lovely thoughts, commendable thoughts, true thoughts, thoughts of excellence, things worthy of praise. It says to think about these things, not do these things, Mm -hmm. because it starts with a thought. We have to think, we have to know in our hearts and our minds that if we focus on these things, that's the fruit that it brings. Yeah. We focus on other things, that's the fruit it's going to bring. I don't care how dedicated you think you are. I don't care how deep of a relationship you think you have with God. If we're not doing these things to renew our mind, if we're not controlling our thought life, it's going to be a constant struggle. And you and I can speak to this from experience. Oh, yeah. And I think anybody can. Absolutely. I don't know how much I needed this talk tonight, but oh man, yeah. so much. So when things feel rough, because things will feel rough, oh yeah, life gets very Band-Aid difficult. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have these things on your mind, yeah. it, it, it just changes your moods. Well, it's true. Even, um, you know, there's the kids and they talk about like, mom, why can't we like tell scary stories? I'm like, well, you know, the Bible says whatever things are good and lovely and pure. And like, mm. these are the things that we should think about. So, so I think we should think about good things and not like the scary stories. And like, let's, let's talk about this differently. But so it's the things that we entertain and mm-hmm. not just like the things we're like, okay, I'm going to spend some time actively thinking about good things. But are we like out there entertaining like things that aren't good thoughts Mm. that aren't lovely that aren't pure. So like, you know, it's like funny. We watch a lot of like Christian movies and stuff that we've made fun of a lot before for being super cheesy. But at the same time, like that's us entertaining what is good and lovely and pure and, you know, thinking upon those things really. 
But if you talk to somebody who didn't condition their minds to think that the more raunchy comedies are funny or the scary stuff is entertaining, they would not think that the Christian movies are cheesy. Like if that's all they entertain themselves with and never let themselves be entertained by anything else, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's true. This isn't cheesy. But we've conditioned us ourselves to think other thing is better entertainment. Right. How much more renewing do we need to do? Oh my goodness. So much more. Which is not even a daunting thought to me anymore. I used to think, because I I always saw like an end destination. Uh Like I just, I have to get to this point and then God will accept me. Or I'm struggling just to get to this point so that God can open up a new door for me. When really it's like, no, man, enjoy this process. Do you realize what's taking place? Yeah. Like God is. It is. is it's exciting. It's, it, it is. It's, it's because he's, you realize that God is actually working in your life and changing the way you think and move and act and feel and, so and speak. And if you think that is a negative thing, the perpetual renewing of your mind if it makes you think that means I'm never good enough and I'm always going to have to work so hard at this, then I would I would beg you to ask God for um, some insight, some revelation on that because some wisdom, some yeah, definitely because it's not that way. Some renewing of your mind because it's not that way. It's it's like how we were talking about repentance. Like there's just joy that comes with it. There's goodness that comes with it. There's so much. That it's, it's really a gift. And so it should be exciting. Yeah. That it's like you get to go on these, um, you get to level up to like these more exciting things. And I don't know. Yeah, no, that's very good. And so true. But if, if you're running it, if you're, if you're coming at it from that thought process that this is a daunting and negative experience or just something that you feel like you're getting beat up because you just can't seem to get it right you have to realize that if, if there's a God that speaks to us, then there's going to be an enemy that speaks to us as well. Yeah. So if you are running these thoughts through the filter that we were talking about, is this thought God, if mm-hmm. it's any kind of condemnation, if it's any kind of shame or guilt or any kind of exhaustion, mm-hmm. if it's not life giving, then that is not a thought from God and you can trash that. Yeah, because even the deep things, like we're talking about, even repentance should not make you feel no. that way. That All these things should be exciting. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If you view repentance that way, I think that's a huge problem with so many of these things is um, these terms like repentance, like, you know, we're talking about even renewing of your mind. That's a positive term. Yeah. Like renewing, like who couldn't use some yeah. renewal in their life? Like, yeah, I can't wait to renew the front of our house. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, no joke. But seriously, I think you're right. I think I think that's a good point. Man, just kidding. <laughs> I actually don't have any more. No, I really needed this talk, so thanks. Um, we actually came in ready to do a podcast on a different episode tonight, and we... Amber's like, we should pray and worship before we do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, we can't do anything without consulting the Father. <laughs> <laughs> well, we almost did, but then yeah. God started speaking to us while we were praying and worshiping. And so we kind of went with this instead. So wasn't planned. I hope y'all got something from that. Read I your don't... Bibles. <laughs> Read your Bibles. Spend time with Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I hope you feel better next week. Me too. 
I don't want to cross my legs or something. Yeah, neither do they. It's gross. They don't want that either. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'll try not to be a, a pubescent child. <laughs> all right, well, this little sickness has gotten in the way all week, so Amber and I are going to turn these mics off and turn our bodies on, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks all for tuning in. <laughs> Bye.